Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 125, Productivity and Processes. My name is Jesse Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach, a 16-year military wife, and a mother of six. I love working with flowers, playing games, and going to the movies, and I'm a huge fan of my husband and kids, sleeping in, and everything about food. I have created this podcast as a free resource for military wives who want to improve the experience that they are having while their service member is deployed. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I am recording this episode today on Valentine's Day. It won't be released until next week, I think, but I just love this day. I love love and I love celebrating it. And I know that some people, uh, this can be a hard day for some people. I know that sometimes this just feels like a commercialized day to some people, but for whatever reason, it doesn't feel that way to me. And I just love celebrating and basking in all the love in my life, not just romantic love, but family love and friendship love and all the things. It feels so good. So today we are talking about being productive and that drive and that desire and where it comes from. And one of the most, I mean, maybe not the most, a very common piece of advice that we are given as military spouses to get through the hard times, to get through the deployments, to get through uh, boring bases or whatever, right? Whatever we're going through is we are often told to make sure we stay busy. And we're told this usually by other experienced military wives, and it is great advice. However, like all advice, it can be used to our benefit and it can also be used to our detriment. We can use it against ourselves for sure. So I love to explore it just a little bit to make sure that we are not using it against ourselves and figure out a little bit of why we use it against ourselves and figure out how to instead use it for our good. So I've already talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. I'm going to, I'll link to these episodes in the show notes, but make sure you definitely go check out episode 81 entitled Discovering Creativity. I talk about kind of that staying busy trap there when we use it against ourselves. And then another great episode about that. If, if you haven't checked out my pep talk series, it's from February of 2021. So that was three years ago. It's really amazing. I published an episode every day for the month of February in 2021. And they are just mini episodes. It's a pep talk in your pocket. And I covered 28 topics of just things that I know come up for us all and for military spouses in particular. And so that is again, February, 2021, my pep talk series. And the one that is about this topic is called when staying busy isn't working. And basically that means when we are attempting to stay busy to outrun our feelings or to outrun our experience or to uh, just an attempt to hide or ignore what is going on, what we're feeling, what needs to be acknowledged, what needs to be tended to. So I'll just say really quick, I want you to go listen to those episodes, but I will say really quickly that staying busy is an awesome way to help time pass quickly. It's an awesome way to keep ourselves, you know, positive and feeling very productive and in a great headspace. And so I do highly recommend it. However, I just want you to be careful of a couple of things. I want you to be careful that you are not, again, like I already mentioned, staying busy in an attempt to hide from or run away from your feelings or your fear or your maybe sometimes we stay busy and we're running away from other responsibilities. And instead we fill up our time or busy up our time with things we enjoy doing, which is awesome. But we want to make sure that we're not, you know, neglecting ourselves or neglecting other responsibilities that are then just adding to our load and adding to the weight on our shoulders. And I also want you just to be a little bit careful about staying busy. Like I mentioned in the pep talk series, as as the whole solution to whatever it is that you're going through. So that's why I say like when staying busy isn't working, when you're saying like, I thought I could just stay busy 
and everything would be fine. And we just have to make sure that we're not oversimplifying that. So let's just go back to that word productive. Uh, I've been listening to a productivity masterclass put on by Jody Moore recently. And that's what's got me thinking about this topic a little bit more. And she said that she was being requested a lot to talk about how do we stop procrastinating. And she said, one, one thing that can really help is when you focus on what you do want to do instead of what you want to stop doing. So in an attempt to stop procrastinating, we can focus on being productive, right? Being productive. But then there's so much more to it than that, which can be really fun to evaluate and explore and think about. So I want you to ask yourself, like, why do I want to be productive? And along with the reasons that we need to be careful to not just stay busy, we need to really answer this question of why we want to be productive. Because if we're not careful, this is a really easy trap to fall into. We often have a great desire to be productive in an attempt to earn something, meaning like in a meaning, sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to accept how much we got done in a day or to accept our offering in the world or to accept that we are a good person doing good things unless we were super productive that day. And we tend to hold this over ourselves that our, by being productive, we earn our good graces, our high opinion of ourselves. And so our that that is a very tiring way to try to inspire and motivate yourself to be productive. Because if the alternative is, and if I'm not productive, then I'm not allowed to say, well done, great day, good job, Jesse, I love you. Then you're going to never stop chasing that. You're going to never stop chasing that because we don't need to earn our good opinion of ourselves and being productive. That's another little trap we can fall into with productivity. So what I love to challenge myself with and my clients with is that I want you to want to be productive just because it's fun. It's fun to be productive. It's fun to live in your life when you are getting things done and you're staying on top of things. And just make sure to offer yourself that balance of an any day that is either like a low or no productivity day for whatever reason is also okay. So when we give ourselves that full permission to love ourselves and accept ourselves as we are, no matter the level of productivity, we definitely can approach it in a way where it's easier to just enjoy being productive. Because I know I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoy crossing things off my list, getting through a big hard project, you know, feeling very organized and put together and on top of things. That all feels good. I, I think that feels good for everybody. And so we just want to give ourselves permission to just enjoy that and basically want to be productive, but not need to be productive to feel good about ourselves. Another really interesting thing that Jody offered in her masterclass is the difference between procrastination and procrastination. I had never heard this before and I have been watching for it a little bit since I've learned about it and I still think I just have more to learn about it. But basically we all know quite well what procrast procrastination is. We talk about that pretty regularly. That's a common topic. Procrastination is when we put something off for later as long as we can, and then at the last minute, hurry and do it. And, you know, sometimes we don't get it done in time. Sometimes we do, but basically just delay that, that inevitable task at hand. And a joke that my husband and I will make is like, we'll just let future Jesse, we'll let future Brad worry about that. Why would I do it today when I can put it off and do it another day? You know, like procrastination is kind of a acceptable in our society and kind of something we tend to joke about or anyway, but it, it doesn't feel very good to live that way. And yet we all do it and that's okay. We all do it at varying degrees. And that is kind of human, right? To delay rather than delay gratification, which is actually hard to do. What's easy to do is to give ourselves gratification now and delay the work, right? Delay the work. That's definitely what our lower brain is always asking us for. So then procrastination is getting something done really fast and right now, even though it doesn't need to be done for weeks or something, 
in an attempt to avoid having to think about it, to avoid having to stress about it, to avoid thinking about something else. So procrastination is kind of do it now and in a hurried way and maybe at a cost for quality or something so that you prevent yourself from having to think about it anymore. You just get it done to get it out of the way. And there's neither neither thing is wrong. Neither thing is bad, right? Procrastination, procrastination. These are just strategies. They make a lot of sense. And you may be, there's a whole spectrum of it. And you may be, at, you know, at different times in your life or even at different weeks in the month or whatever, be at different places on this spectrum where you're doing things that kind of preventatively, that procrastination, or you're delaying things with that procrastination. And both are okay. Like they don't feel great necessarily. And again, it may come at a cost of like the results that you get from doing it either of those ways. And typically if those are at the two ends of the spectrum, when it, whenever we can see, you know, one way, one end or the other, typically the ideal solution is somewhere in the middle. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And that is productivity. So the way that I like to think about productivity is not delaying and not rushing to get it done, but instead being intentional, being aware, thinking it through, making a plan, breaking that task down, not so that you're not overwhelmed, so that you're not flying by the seat of your pants, you know, break it down and make a plan. And when you break it down, you're breaking it down into manageable chunks, right? You do a little bit at a time, you make a plan, you stick to your plan, right? You commit to yourself, just like you would, if you had committed to someone else, you stick to the plan you make for yourself. You keep those commitments. We do it when we say we're going to do it. And we let go of being a perfectionist about it. That to me represents the middle of procrastination and procrastination. So I want to talk a little bit about that last part of um, letting go of being a perfectionist about it, because we want to, again, as we're finding that balance, we want to get things done, right? We don't, we don't want to rush it or take way too long, right? If we were, if we're kind of stuck in that perfectionistic tendency, we can tend to stay too long on a task, just attempting to perfect it and perfect it and being not ready to put it out into the world or for others to view or to check it off our list, check it off as done because it's not ready. It's not perfect. It's not at that certain level. And when we can let go of perfectionistic ideals while still having reasonable expectations of ourselves and the, and the quality of work that we put out into the world, that's a really beautiful balanced place to get into. I have a podcast episode way back near the beginning of my podcast. I think it's maybe episode four entitled B minus work versus perfectionism. And that was one of the first concepts that I learned as I began to learn about these tools and apply them to my life. And it was my favorite because it helped me understand how I'm able to get so much done every day, every week. And I can really embrace that B minus work. And I'll just give a quick sum up, but I really highly recommend you go listen to that episode. But basically, again, back to that permission thing that we talked about at the beginning of this episode and also in my most recent podcast episode, we are always giving ourselves permission, right? To approve of ourselves, to feel a certain way, to think a certain thing. And just as we're going to give ourselves permission to love ourselves, no matter our level of productivity in the day or in the week, we want to be able to give ourselves permission to feel great about what we've done, to feel great about putting it out into the world, as long as it's anywhere from like a B minus grade, if, if, if it got graded, which it isn't oh, like 95% of the things we do in this world don't get graded anymore, right? They did when we were in school, but they don't get graded anymore. And our brain really goes back to that of like, well, what will people think? And what, you know, this is not good enough, right? And instead it's just absolutely good enough. Put it out into the world and move on. And if so, if it were to get a grade, 
one way you can think about it is as long as it is B minus and above, because I still love to do things at an A level, but I don't require it of myself. Sometimes it organically gets to an A. Sometimes I work a little harder and get it to an A, but I'm happy. I put my stamp of approval on anything from B minus and above if it did, if it were to get a grade. Another way to think about it that I really love is that I do some things at an A level and some things at a C level even. Like you can even think about, it's not always like a task you're checking off your list. Sometimes it's like your parenting or your amount of sleep you're getting at night, or you're, you know, you're working on your goals. Like there's the, you could grade anything. We could grade anything. And we do, <laughs> we give ourselves its own, its own grade, but I want to say like, you could also give yourself permission to get that stamp of approval as long as you're getting a B minus average. So you could say some things I'm getting an A, some things I'm getting as low as like a C, but when I average it all out, I'm getting like a B plus average in my grades. Right. And that's a fun way to think about it. And it just really helps you let go of the perfectionistic trap that we can all follow into at times. It helps you get more done, helps you give yourself that stamp of approval more easily, more regularly, which also feels good. And just kind of put it out there and move on, put it out there and move on. And and it can just be a very freeing way to think about our contributions to this world and our lives and our relationships. And I love it. So go listen to that episode for sure. Okay. I titled this podcast episode, Productivity and Processes, because this is something I've been implementing in my life recently um, in a big way that's been helping so much. Basically, anytime I go to tackle a new goal or a new desire, instead of doing what I accidentally do sometimes, which is just like, I wonder how I'll do that. Or I wonder how I can make that work. Or why is that so hard? Or that doesn't seem possible. Or how could I do that? Right. Asking myself those kinds of questions. Instead, I say like anything I want to do is possible. All I have to do is figure out the process of getting it done, which is similar to what I just said of like breaking it down and making a plan. So for example, I have a desire in my heart this year to have a more adventurous year as a family. And uh, for a lot of reasons, my husband and I are both somewhat homebodies. We have six kids and for a lot of years, they were all little and it was really hard to go do things, but they are not all little anymore. And yet we're a little bit in this rut of, we don't, we're not a very, we're not very adventurous. We we go do things. We have fun. Typically our, our vacations are often to like the same places we love to hike, but we don't go hiking very much. We love to camp, but we don't go camping very much. We love to travel. You know, there's lots of things we love to do. I'm not saying that we are not adventurous. I'm saying that I am in a bit of a rut as the mother of this family, as the kind of the planner of events of this family, that I hardly ever do things last minute. I hardly ever go explore the, the world that's close around me, like explore my state. I hardly ever do things that are brand new experiences for our family because the way we do it works for us. And that's totally fine. I love that I'm coming at this desire from a place of the way we've been doing it is fine. And I'm just looking to stretch myself a little bit. I'm just looking to open up to a little bit more of spontaneity, a little bit more adventure, a little bit more things that are new experiences for my family and just stretch us a little bit. So having that desire, I can just leave it there. I can just say, I'm going to try to be more adventurous this year, but I actually want to do it. I actually want to make it happen and accomplish it. And the way I'm going to do that is by coming up with processes that will ensure that we have a little more adventure in our year. And so one idea that I had recently as I was pondering, like what process could I put into place to ensure increased adventure in my family's life? And I had a thought come to my mind almost immediately. Like I hadn't even been pondering it very long, but that is the magic of asking really productive, 
valuable questions of like, what process can I put into place? Like that's such a valuable question to ask yourself on any desire or goal that you're working on. And the idea that I had, I'll just share it with you really quick since we're going into this example, is my family has picked out one weekend every month of this year that we are going to have a staycation as a family. And basically we're going to give ourselves, we're going to pretend like we're on vacation, but we're still at home and we're going to plan and implement and execute things we've been meaning to try, things we've been meaning to do, new restaurants, new hikes, new um, you know, we have a couple of places that we have like annual memberships to, and I, I'm always amazed at how little we're going to them. So we're going to go to those places and we're going to, you know, even drive like a couple hours away and explore things in our state. We live in a really incredible state. If you haven't ever been to Utah, you totally should. It has amazing mountains and just beautiful and varied scenery that just offers a lot of really cool stuff. And so as each staycation weekend approaches. We're going to treat it as if we're out of town. We're not going to hang out with friends. We're not going to do chores. We're going to just have that family time together. And the purpose of the weekend is to what adventure could we do? What two, three, one, two, three adventures could we do this weekend that would stretch us as a family would be so fun. It's totally reasonable, like, you know, really doable, really reasonable, but helps us accomplish this goal of being more adventurous as a family. And so that was a really fun process to put into place. My family's really excited about it. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. So that's what I mean by processes. And I feel like that really supports your productivity goals. If you decide like this year, I want to declutter my house or get more organized or whatever, right? That desire is for you, that productive desire maybe, then you can break that down and say, what processes do I need to put into place? very manageable, very bite-sized chunks of steps and processes, very bite-sized chunks of steps and processes that will really set you up for success and make that productive desire very attainable and not overwhelming and not, you know, not unrealistic. And so focusing on the processes can be really fun. Another thing that focusing on the process can help you do is it can help you take the focus off that end result. Even though of course we want that end result of whatever the goal is, whatever the desire is, Sometimes when we're too focused on what we'll have at the end, we we get a little lost in the weeds of how we actually get there, right? And when we back off of the the end result and we focus on the process of getting there, first of all, we enjoy the process more and we learn more from the process. And it all feels less overwhelming and just a lot more manageable when we just say, what steps take me there? And then implement step number one, implement step number two, knowing that the end result is coming for us, right? We'll get there as well, but we're just not going to focus on it. We're going to focus on the process instead. As we talk about the model a lot here on this podcast, you know, we have the circumstance line, the thought line, the feeling line, the action line, and the result line. And I personally put a ton of emphasis on the thought line and the feeling line. And I always will. Those are where all our control is in our personal lives, like in our mindset and in our thought work is in that thought and feeling line. And all action that we take and ultimately results we get from that action are fueled and fed by what we are putting in that thought and feeling line, which is why I will always emphasize that point and that area of the model. But as we talk about this concept of productivity, definitely the action line becomes very important. And I never want to undersell or oversell the action line. It is really important. Definitely the focus on the thought and feeling line is the priority to fuel the action line, but we never want to ignore the action line. It is incredibly important and it's where it all happens, right? The magic happens in the action line, like the actual occurrence of the things that we're trying to do. The 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 action that we're taking is always happening in that action line, obviously. And so we just want to make sure that we are 
putting some light on that line of the model as well, because we can inadvertently ignore it when we're, when we're too focused on the thought and feeling line. I know that I have definitely fallen into that. So the action line is really, really important. And, and on that note, when you're working to get motivated, when you're working to get inspired to take action, right? A couple of things I want you to keep in mind. Getting started is typically the hardest part, right? Not, and, and I wouldn't say the hardest part. I would say half of what's hard is getting started. And then half of what's hard is doing all of the rest of the thing, right? So getting started is a huge hurdle. It can be a huge hurdle. And when we're on to ourselves and we're aware of that, I want you to know that you can use whatever method. I want you to give yourself permission to use whatever method helps you get started. Like another thing I've talked about here on the podcast a lot is that we can't rely on willpower to get things done Um, because willpower inevitably runs out. But sometimes a really cool little place to use willpower is sometimes we can white knuckle or use willpower just to get started. Because sometimes we, like if we're going to wait around till we're in the mood or till we're inspired or we're motivated or we're feeling great, sometimes those that doesn't come all the time. But once we get started, if we just force ourselves to get started, that's kind of what I think of as willpower is just muscling through, forcing myself to do something that maybe I don't want to do. Typically, then we start to feel better. Then we start to get inspired. Then we start to get motivated. Then we pick up momentum. And then you can really use your, your mindset to continue and complete the project. So definitely that, that's not something that I've talked about here a lot on the podcast, but willpower is not like a bad thing. I just want to make sure you're not using it to try to fuel all your action, but go ahead and try out using willpower to just force yourself to get started on something because getting started can be a very tricky hurdle. And knowing that, another thing that I want you to think about is that inspiration and motivation finds you when you're working. When you're already kind of in the thick of the action, you're just so much more open to new ideas and inspiration and getting motivated. And again, using that momentum that you have created from just getting started to feel good and fuel really powerful thoughts and feelings and actions from there. So that there's nothing wrong with that. I have a few more thoughts for you on all this before we wrap up this episode, but I want you to remember, I this has become a bit of a mantra for me because whenever I am either like judging myself or feeling discouraged on something that I want to be doing that I'm not doing, I remind myself that if it's easy to do, it's also easy not to do. And that helps me really back off that judgment and just accept my humanness that, okay, this is an easy thing to do and I want to do it. But I want to remember that everything that is easy to do is also easy not to do, especially if it doesn't have like a big impact on my life, whether I do it or not, it's just something that I want. And then I ease up, when I ease up that judgment, I am just all in the better space to take that easy action that I'm trying to take. When I'm in judgment of myself for not taking that easy action that I'm wanting to take, uh, it, it definitely puts me in a space that is harder to move forward. It kind of freezes me because I'm just a little bit frozen in judgment, a little bit frozen in discouragement. But when I'm kind to myself and I remind myself, it's okay that I haven't done this yet. It's not it's not even hard. It's easy, but it's easy to do and it's easy not to do. And that's really helpful for me. Another thing that I want you to keep in mind is that comparison really comes into play when it comes to looking for that fuel and, and motivation to be productive is we tend to look at other people and say, 
oh, I should be as productive as them or why aren't, why aren't I more productive like them or how are they able to get so much done or why do they always seem so motivated? Like it's really easy to get down on yourself looking at other people's perceived level of productivity or motivation level or, or any of that and none of that is going to help us get going. So it's really important to catch yourself whenever you start comparing and know that I'm just going to be as productive as I want to be and I'm not going to compare myself. I'm going to do what works for me. If I'm trying to be more productive, I'm not going to try to be more more productive than other people. I may try to be like more productive than I've been in the past. Like let's just compete with ourselves and not other people. And if if you find that competition is helpful for you, even that is definitely not needed, but if that is if that is motivating for you to compete, I'll say or com- and and you might accidentally then compare. I would say, let's just compete with ourselves and say, you know, now that I am older, stronger, wiser, whatever, more equipped, I'm going to try to be more productive than I was in the past. Just make sure that your focus is doing what works for you and not what appears to be working for other people. Okay. I'm going to wrap up this episode with one final thought that I love to think about working hard, playing hard and resting hard. And all three of those things, I give myself full permission to accept as a productive day, working playing and resting are what I make my day up with. And I give myself permission to do all three of those things in a plentiful amount. And I call all of it productive. So we want to make sure that we are not falling into that trap of saying the only thing I give myself permission to accept and acknowledge as a productive time in my day was when I worked. Imagine how good it feels to call playing productive. Imagine how good it feels to call resting productive. And your body needs all three things. It needs work and industry and those kinds of things. And it needs being playful and fun and adventurous, right? As a as a level of productiveness. And it needs to rest and hold still and rejuvenate. And all three of those things are productive. So that is what I want to leave you guys with today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here on this podcast to the next level? Then let's work together. I would be honored to be your life coach and help you create the life you dream about by focusing on what is always in your control, your mindset. Are you ready for everything in your life to feel different and better without needing to change any of your circumstances? Then schedule a free call with me by going to my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.